Sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. The reading from the Holy Gospel was written to us by Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the one chosen, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly. For the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. morning. We bring our liturgical year to a close as we celebrate this feast of Christ the King. Relatively speaking, this is a recent addition to our liturgical calendar, triggered at the end of World War I. See, at that time, Mussolini and fascism were on the rise. The church had lost its political power, having to hole up behind the walls of the Vatican. All the while, the decadence of the Roaring Twenties was off and running. So with a strong desire to remind Christians that their allegiance should be to the spiritual ruler in heaven as opposed to earthly kings and wealth, Pope Pius XI issued an encyclical which established this feast day, the Solemnity of Christ the King. This was Pius's response to the destructive forces of his time, insisting that the only weapon against military forces and human chaos was the acknowledgement of the sovereign nature of Christ. This is what he said. The annual celebration of the sacred mysteries is more effective in informing people about faith than the solemn pronouncements of teaching church. Documents are often read only by a few learned faithful, but it is the celebration of feasts that can move and teach all the faithful. See, in short, the Pope was calling for us to actively participate in the celebration of Christ the King. That simply reading about Christ wasn't enough. Rather, we needed to respond to and answer our baptismal call to be a disciple of Christ, to follow the Christ, to be like Christ the King. But what that looks like can be very confusing. See, for while the church wrestles with growing concerns of clericalism in its own ranks, the laity find no shortage of many false kings that we pay homage to. So we have to take note of the gospel that's given to us on this feast day. See, for this king, called Christ, he reigns from the throne of the cross. He's a king, 
whose royal crown is one made of thorns. And so throughout this past year, we've been given story after story of how we are called to live and love like Christ. Beginning with Luke's story of Jesus' first sermon in his hometown of Nazareth, where he went into the synagogue, was handed a scroll to read from Isaiah, which said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let go of the oppressed, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. See, in doing so, Jesus immediately identifies himself as the anointed one who will bring God's life-changing message of liberation and of, for the oppressed and the inclusion of the marginalized. All of which sets the tone for so many stories of the good news of God's love, mercy, and forgiveness as Jesus ministered to sinners and outcasts of society. We heard Luke's story of the repentant prostitute who washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and wiped them with her hair. We heard about the tax collector, Zacchaeus, whose encounter with Jesus changed him to be an honest man. We heard the story of the Good Samaritan, who moved with compassion, was the only one to stop and help the one injured alongside the road. Story after story of people like you and me presented with an alternative option of how to live our lives. But perhaps the best example of what it means to be like Christ the King was told in a weekday gospel this past May. It's the story of Bartimaeus. See, picture this scene. Jesus is traveling through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. He's surrounded by his disciples and the crowd. Sitting alongside the road, stuck behind everybody, was a blind man, Bartimaeus. He so wants to meet Jesus. He begins to call out to him, saying, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. He continues his plea louder and louder so to be heard over the din of the crowd. But his cries for Jesus are annoying all those around him, even the disciples. They're trying to hush him up. After all, why would Jesus want to bother with a poor, filthy, blind man? But Bartimaeus cried out even louder. So what does Jesus do? He hears the cry of the poor, and he tells the crowd to bring the blind man to him. Those who are trying to hush him are now called to service to him. Bartimaeus leaves behind everything he owns, his mat and his tunic. Thus he stands before Christ, literally naked in every way. Christ simply asks him, what do you want? Bartimaeus responds, he says, I want to see. Jesus says, go, your faith has saved you. And with that, Bartimaeus begins to see as a result of his faith in Christ. And once cured, we're told he doesn't go back to pick up his tunic and his mat. Rather, he abandons everything. He journeys forward with Jesus to Jerusalem. See, this story reminds us that this true sense of kingship is not gained through understanding theoretical teachings and encyclicals and doctrines. Rather, it's through practical and daily commitment of walking with Christ. For as broken as we are, 
despite the mistakes that we make, and even as blinded as we can be, Christ is always, always by our side asking, what do you want? For Jesus was always eating with the wrong people, at the wrong time, on the wrong day, with non-Jews and sinners, ignoring all the purity codes that his religion demanded. Indeed, Christ formed new community and new unity wherever he went. Likewise, today, we're called to do the same, which requires conversion, requires us to review our priorities, requires us to revisit who and what we hold as king in our lives, and requires us to make decisions that bring us closer to God. You know, today's gospel is a perfect example of that type of decision. The recounting of the crucifixion of Christ, Luke brings full circle the mission of Christ, the anointed one who proclaimed liberty to the captives, sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed. He now hangs on a cross between two thieves, neither of whom deny their guilt. Only one has the faith to call Jesus by name and who repeats over and over again, remember me when you enter into the kingdom. It is only the dying and repentant thief who recognizes that this rejected and beaten man is indeed a true king. And even in his agony and pending death, Christ shows no anger or vengeance to anyone, but assures the penitent thief that he will join him in paradise. Pope Pius XI was on the right track in our need to have the correct focus on the kingship in our lives. And just last week, it was Pope Francis who was reminding all of us of our need to accompany other people, to see the other person first, of our need to live Christ out in our daily lives, not just on this feast day. But we all know it's not easy. We are not perfect. We do fail. We are broken. We do not always make the right decisions. We will not always be like Christ. But that's okay. See, look up on the cross. Christ hangs there with his arms outstretched, as we heard in the second reading. He holds all things together, forgiving all things, reconciling all things, and loving each of us without conditions, just the way we are. So as we end this liturgical year, may we remember that Christ's kingship is not one based on human power, but rather on loving and serving others so that we too can be like Bartimaeus and have the faith and courage to seek, to speak, to believe, to trust, and to love this son of David, this Jesus, the Christ, the Christ, who is indeed our King.